the American cradle of liberty. Look at you, you're a freak! What are we alive for except to grab all the kicks we can? To contaminate our society. Now being renovated. Mr. Dowd. Podcasting live from Mary Anarchy Eve. This is the worst little podcast in the world, and I am your host, the Reverend Rory Dowd. Here with the OG crew, Mr. Nick Ramirez, Miss Unicorn, Chewbacca, and Dogwater Dick. But joining us are some of our best friends in the world, Dee Dee and Kivy from Kittenhead. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Swish. I felt good about that. Hi there. Yeah. Yeah, you got to you got to do a bunch of shots before the intro every week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the worst little podcast in the world. Um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully if all goes well, you'll be listening to this in the day or two before Mary Anarchy, emergency Mary Anarchy, a benefit to keep Jubs alive. Um, and joining us this week are the headliners of day one, Kittenhead. Fuck yeah. Hi, ladies. Hi, How you doing, my friends? Hey. Hey. That's my dog. Yeah, dog. Aditi has lots of animals. She travels with a pack. Ew. Even the one tapping on the computer out in the kitchen. Jimmy, you're more of a cat person, am I correct? I don't know where we would get that impression. Uh, rotate. Yeah, that that's the the true uh, master of the premises. <laughs> and what what's that what's that cat's name? That's the funny part. <laughs> oh, what's your cat's name? That's Rory. Rory. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. No way. That's right. I forgot. You have a cat named Rory. That we had a really drunk conversation about that the first night we met. <laughs> did you name him after Rory Calhoun, or did you name him after Rory Dowd? Uh, her name is Aurora. Aurora Borealis. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. It's one of the yes, it's one of the girl then, versions of Rory. Not the Red King, Gaelic, awesome, manly kiss on stuff. Lights in the sky that are coming to get you with the aliens. That one. That one. Nice. That's awesome. Uh half a stabby unicorn or uh two thirds of stabby unicorn just had a baby name and named it Aurora. Yeah. Nice. Named her Aurora. Sorry. The cute ass baby to us. It didn't occur to me that we could call her Rory. Me neither. Let's do it. Rory Foreman. Well, and one day when Rory will hold her, she will it will be Rory and Aurora. Mm -hmm. Aurora Rory Alice. Aurora Rory Alice. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta find Alice. (laughs) We don't know any do we know anybody named Alice? Shit. There's just the radio station. Uh, Dallas. 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 Oh, do we know a Dallas? That would work too. Uh, Aurora uh, Rory Dallas. <laughs> I'm not even stoned. Aurora Rory Dallas. I'm Phil Mehup in the mornings. How you doing? That <laughs> Aurora Borealis is Rory Bory Kittenhead. And that's actually how the band got their name. Oh, it was after. Wow. Yeah. Ah. So he's still a name of greatness regardless. It's a legendary cat. 
And she never. <laughs> so the, this is the, the cat head that actually inspired the name Kittenhead. We were, so we had gigs before we had a name, the band. We were going up north and uh, my friends were like, we need to know your band's name. And we had a rehearsal and I said, you guys need to give me names. I'll Google them and see if they're in use. And then we'll have a meeting and we'll, you know, vote, decide. Uh, so I Google all the names. We're having a meeting like this. And I'm playing fetch with the cat. I didn't like any of the names on the list. And Rory used to fetch when she was a kitten. Brings the ball back. And I'm like, Rory, Rory, kitten head, you're such a good girl. And <laughs> one of the band members was like kittenhead kittenhead that's the name and i was like no no <laughs> i got i got outvoted for house of vaginal worship so it oh up. my god <laughs> that is such a fucking great name hey i i still quite happily <laughs> and proudly uh um wear to all my daughter's sporting events and to the grocery store my kittenhead everybody needs a little pussy t-shirt <laughs> um, I, I wear that in all the most suburban areas that I can at every possibility. It's so and at summertime events. It's such a perfect name. It has so many like options for for t-shirts and ideas and and fuck and it just seems so right for you guys. That's so funny that like when you first heard it, you were like, "No, I don't want to be Kittenhead." It took it's me probably two months before I was like, "Oh yeah, this has a lot of really good options." <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. It, it goes back to like I, I started off my career as a weirdo as a poet and and I always had this theory about titles, whether it's band names or books, poems or songs. The most evocative ones are the ones that have the most potential fish hooks hanging out there. And and, and that's not to mean to say it's vague. But sometimes unique combinations of, of, of vague things make very specific images in people's minds. Absolutely. <laughs> like flaming lips. Mm-hmm. There you go. You can go anywhere with that. Kitten head. Yeah. I hear you. I feel that. Dog water dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It almost that also has like the three named vibe to it. It's like dog, water, dick. Oh, like know? like it's a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dog, water, dick would be a good name for a serial killer for sure. Dog, water, dick. Don't worry if anybody are beneath the studio. I do know all three of Rick's names, and so we can publicize that immediately. Right, and I and don't forget, I also have a the little. I have a junior at the end too. Sneak into people's house, kill, kill yeah. them, and then piss in their dog dish. <laughs> and that's how Yum. you get a name like that. And I have I have a giant crawl space. It's fantastic. And it's all just like dirt and plastic. And Lots of people have gone down there to oh, play. It's a good like five feet high. I mean, you could really swing a shovel in that crawl space. Yes, that's so important. Cat litter. There was a killer that used to just like bury people underneath the boards and then just throw deodorant sticks on them. Yeah, you throw cat litter and then concrete. Not that I No. (laughs) Not that this was a banned activity at any time. But we contemplated it. 
Bodies make actually horrible, horrible uh, elements and foundation and concrete. Um, uh, Like, you know, even if you hear all these stories across the world about people being buried in the making of walls and towers, quite unlikely because once the body decomposes it's just yeah. this giant it's void. The whole thing yeah. will collapse yeah even even a void the size of your fist is gonna affect concrete so imagine now sacrificing your somebody and like pouring their blood all over the cornerstone before you built on it all right yeah that totally happened all over yeah. yes or grinding grinding them up and just throwing them in the concrete as you're pouring it yeah no Way that better. never yeah yeah you don't put it in the foundation you put it in the walls Wow, this not shit got the dark. Lo- and not the load-bearing <laughs> walls. Not the load-bearing walls, no. That's what I heard anyways. Wouldn't it be great if you put a body in, in the concrete on the side of a building and then the building collapsed and it killed the person who killed the guy because the body was in there? Man, irony. Do you remember the people under the stairs with that whole other like corridor system between the slat walls and stuff? I never saw that, that but that sounds movie? fantastic. Oh, it's a great horror movie with, uh, was it Ving Rhames? A million years ago. I hate Ving Rhames. And you know that they actually had a lot of those corridors for um, for the help. Yeah, right. exactly. And, yeah. and, it'd be, and like a whole separate building within a building. And like false walls and separate basements and half floors and stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah. why a lot of those buildings had the weird sizes that they were. Right, and we don't we don't want poor people to be seen, but we do want them to help us. Right. Well, we want we them can... to serve us. Right. And then go back in your wall. Exactly. <laughs> Where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some music, shall we? Ooh, what Absolutely. song should we play, you guys? Do we have something dark? Yes, it's Kittenhead. Of course, we have something dark. <laughs> something dark. Dark lyrics disguised as even darker music. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> as even angrier music. <laughs> well, we could do uh, Tin Man 2000. That's uh, It has a little bit of an uplift to it. Sweet, <laughs> do you want to say anything about it before we play it? Vote, motherfuckers. And when they put your page in the book of life, Will it say, I lived in hate, or I lived in love? Stand in love. Stand in love. When you don't actively stand for justice, you side with the oppressor.
Can I get an amen? Ooh. Very nice. That was awesome. And and I gotta say before we go on, uh, um, obviously all that music isn't just made by uh, the two of you. Uh, can can you guys introduce the uh, band members in absentia on that recording? Who who that was done with? Sure. Um, on drums we got O Face, and on guitar we have the JJ. Unless that is her initial. Woo! <laughs> it was recorded over at Kitten Robot. Uh, records in LA with Paul Ressler screen of the screamers fame. Fucking and uh, we love going back to him because he's got, he understands us. He hears us. He plays us. We tried to throw him in. He had never had such great direction by a producer before. Fucking rad. Yep. He's really, I mean, he creates such a, an amazing space to create music in. He just really, um, He's a master of giving a wizard. <laughs> yeah, like of giving space when you need it and like stepping in when you need that little push. Like he's just it's such a beautiful space. It's such a amazing environment to create in. He's pulled he's pulled stuff out of my brain that I didn't know was there. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, as as much as much a coach as a producer. Yes. Yeah. So we, call, we call him the wizard. He's just he's amazing, and he just knows how to interact with each person. It's it's pretty awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm familiar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a good crew. I mean, the band's gone through so many different iterations, and you know, one thing we're trying to do right now is recreate ourselves. So um, punk rock is never stale. It's never one sound. It's never one thing. So uh-huh. we're always on the evolution. You never know what we're going to pull out when we're walking on stage. Yeah, we got our typical songs that we have to play. Everybody likes to hear us play, but you never know. We don't do them. We'll do something different. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, when, when was the first uh, Mary Anarchy that you guys were a part of? Gosh, uh, 2000. Well, well, and that was like you know, that. Uh, I don't know, like two, three lineups ago, <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> two lineups ago, really, because we, we we got we changed, and then two more came. I mean, Kevin and I've always been the main writers and the main direction focus. Um, Owen and I were in a previous band together, and he always loves female fronted bands, so he's always played. You know, right now I think he's in his third band right now playing with that, and. Uh, when JJ was found in a bandmix.com uh, ad, and then we had some other um, evolutions, and I think I told you Rory offline, you know, where there's some other changes coming along, but you know, I'm not, I'm not at liberty to talk about it right now. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But uh, the always evolving Kittenhead is from the minute we met till uh, uh, far, far off into the future. But we're happy to have you again, part of the Mary Anarchy. Um, like, I really like it. This year's Mary Anarchy is about Jubs, the bar, the venue that, that hosts the event that lets us help people. And so, so important. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and you guys have, have played oh, a number of shows there, even outside of Mary Anarchy, at least one or two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we've played there... Um, I would say we played there five or six times. Several of those have been Mary Anarchy, but um, many of them haven't been. And we love the yeah, venue. your own tours yeah. and whatnot. 
We love Reno. And the fact of the matter is, is that for us as people to like get out of this mindset, this hellhole that we've been in for the last six months, we need art. And Seven. that means we need venues. We yep. need venues who are going to support the art that we're making, whether it's music, spoken word, visual arts. We're, we need Jeb Jebs. We need these places like Jeb Jebs for us to express ourselves and to gather when we can. Uh, so we have to support them. We have to make sure that they survive this. Well, I, I, that, that's a really good point. I actually was just having a conversation with um, a poet friend of mine, uh, Steve Elegant, um, you know, in a private message recently. Um, and he was talking about how uh, Reno is the Reno now is not the Reno of, of the mid nineties. The, the Reno that I'm raising my children in is definitely not the uh, town I stomped around in uh, <laughs> 25 years ago. And, and there's a lot of loss to that. But one of the things that's great about it is 20, 25 years ago, there weren't venues like Jub Jobs that were these homes for art and spoken word and theater and local acts and national acts and connecting local bands to regional bands to help the local bands, you know, up and beyond and to, to realize their potential. Like you have to have these spaces to evolve. And in the 25 years ago, Reno didn't have a lot of options like that. Whereas Jub Jubs has provided Reno with a huge option for that. Ten years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it made a big difference. In addition to being all the big stuff and all the and all that great stuff, it's also the place where we have our memorials. I mean, it's also the place yeah. where, you yeah. know, where if or somebody's oh. or like a really big birthday. Like it's it's that kind of place too. It's 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 also our family stomping ground. Community. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it'll be such a loss if this if this doesn't go well. So we really need to come together and kick ass. Everybody got to help out. They've done a lot of good stuff for people. Need to. And we got over it's We haven't even had the Mary Anarchy yet. And the GoFundMe is already at 10%. So yeah, that's, that's, good. Uh, that's good. Over 10%. That, mm -hmm. That's GoFundMe. Keep jobs alive. Uh, put it in any search bar and you'll find it. If you want to check out the other details of the event, it is on the Facebook event page, largely. There will be videos on YouTube Friday and Saturday at 6 p.m., two unique videos each day. Of course, the day one headliners, as we said, are Kittenhead. Day two headliners, Nick, can you help me, help me with his band name? How do you pronounce that? Uh, Lazy Universe. Oh, yeah, Lazy <laughs> Universe. <laughs> do you know those guys, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I got to say, you guys, and this, this is just for our podcast listeners, um, I'm going to apologize for a few mistakes that I made while I was playing. It really, <laughs> it really bugged me. It really bugged me because this was right after I just got sober in October. And I was like, I this was, is a recording too, from last December from the, yeah. Winter Mary Anarchy, the, the final live Mary Anarchy. And uh, you uh, know, to, the, to date, to yeah, date, to date, <laughs> I had played with them out on the playa for Burning Man 
And then we said we'd do the uh, Mary Anarchy. But with Hudson and Stacy, it's like they fly in. We don't have a lot of time to practice. I'm sure we did practice. Um, and uh, I still made a couple mistakes and I'd be like an asshole. But <laughs> you Are we you even going to notice, notice it? We're not even going to notice uh, it, Nick. But when know. you hear it, you're going to cringe. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, he plays um, the brown note twice, so make sure you have toilet paper. Oh, I'll huh? notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That really is some behind-the-scenes-ass shit right there you just gave us. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, but I will no, say that-, that Dave did a lovely video, and it's a great it's a great set. Like, Stacy Toll is amazing, and Hudson's amazing, and I'm just there to keep it Okay. this mary anarchy is really neat um their people got really creative about what and how they recorded we have people with acoustic guitars in a bedroom with some soundproofing we have full bands recording in a driveway with somebody with like a fisheye camera lens on them and you know i mean they're um the people recorded at jub jubs one saturday afternoon including uh, <clears throat> the return of one ton dooley holy shit um, yeah um, so there's, there's a whole, uh, there's spoken word, uh, both recorded in front of a live audience and spoken word recorded for you, the, uh, video audience. And, um, it's, it's a lot, I mean, there's hip hop, there's self-produced videos, so, there's testimonials. It's, it's really where's neat. It, where's it going to be at? How can we, how can we get That's going to be on YouTube. We're going to post the links basically the day of. You got to look okay. for them. On, so you go to Facebook at the Six time. o'clock. Six o'clock Friday. It's like a damn rave. Go to Facebook to get the YouTube link on Friday at six. Yeah. And then you go to YouTube and then you can watch the video because Mark Zuckerman's a fascist. Yes. <laughs> Bottom line. Right. Yeah. So we know that with all of the changes in the rules and Facebook's uh, uh you know, music appreciation events. We decided to just skip it altogether. Yeah. So we're going to post the links on Facebook, but we're going to have the video on YouTube. It's just a simple solution to bypass any bullshit. And we'll probably yeah, be able to right? search that on YouTube anyway, right? I mean, can we get we can get this anytime? It doesn't have to be Friday. right when it posts. Yeah, the title is yeah. Emergency Mary Anarchy. Keep Jubs Alive. Day one or day two. Fuck like, yeah. There you go. It's really simple. And how long is each um, is each day? About uh, two day, and a half, two and uh, change. Fuck yeah. D- day one is almost two hours. Day two is a little over two hours. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the uh, silent auction will all be on the Facebook event page. Um, and oh. that will begin roughly um, Friday around noon. Uh, event, uh, items will be added uh, probably right up to the event start at five. Um, Always awesome five. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, uh, I'll get to that in a second, but that's going to run through Sunday, November, or excuse me, Sunday, October 25th. We had a lot of publications go out earlier that said it was going to go through to November 1st. Ignore that. It's wrong. We've changed it. It's just going to go from Friday to Sunday. Uh, uh, basically noon to noon, Friday to Sunday. Um, the, we've got, there's merch, there's band merch. 
There's a little Jubs merch. The Jubs merch mostly you can buy right there directly on the event page as well. It'll also be in its own post. Um, there are handmade jewelry. There are craft items. There's art. There is a Greg Allen painting up in the mix, as far as I know. There are two guitars refurbished by Mike Reed uh, uh, to be refurbished with, like, one of them says Monkey Business and has Jub Jub on it. He took, he got some guitars, some guitars donated, and then he refurbished them to donate to the cause. Um, so actually some pretty cool stuff, the pictures I've seen. Um, I, I dare say there are dozens upon dozens, maybe even a hundred or more items, um, for your perusal. Uh, I believe there's some gift certificate packages. Um, I, I, I really could not even begin to tell you, I'm not a part of that side of the events. I've just been doing the other stuff like band booking, like I normally do. Um, but it's pretty exciting and I think you'll all really like what's up there. And we just go on, all where right. do we go on to get this? That'll be the Facebook event page. Okay. Right on. Yeah, it's easier yeah. than making your own damn website. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> the GoFundMe will be open like for a minute. And that's like the main source of, of donating that we're trying to drive people to as well. I believe JobDubsThirstBrother.com uh, is where you can go as well. If I saw that post. Oh, yeah. 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 There'll be information there, and I'm sure direct links. Oh, yeah. Hell, okay, yeah. Now, now that Keep we've done all that promotional talk, do you guys have any song that's, like, real, like, fuck capitalism and uh, money <laughs> sucks? Or <laughs> Aren't they all like that? Well, where I was going to – I was going to pivot toward – Let's give Jub Jub the love. Yeah. <laughs> this, is as close to, this is as close to a love song as, as we've ever written. So we'll just, demo, we'll, just, we'll just do that for Jub Jubs. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Bloom. And it's basically about those people that you meet throughout your life that you know that you have known before. And... Mm. You know, Jub Jub's that place where people meet and come together in a way that creates new memories. So, bloom.
Yeah. <laughs> that was an awesome, epic song. It's a lot Dude, of so I, I actually really dug that a lot, but, uh, and I was listening to the lyrics and I just got to check in with something right there at the end. Did you say blah, 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 ooh? Mm, no, probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. No, just like the very end. It's kind of like, I, well, you know, it's a bad internet connection and my ears are full of whiskey. So. Yeah, I was probably just making something up at the end. <laughs> so that's not it verbatim, but pretty much. Close. <laughs> you got a blog on spot, but. <laughs> well, no, I, I was explaining to uh, my daughter, Riku, you know, who sings a little bit. Um, uh, recently, um, if you ever get stuck, just watermelon. Just watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. It fits everything. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I was classically trained and I did... Uh, so you know that vamp. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I did competitions and I, I have blanked on songs before and songs that weren't in English at, oh at a competition where I'm like, uh, I, you know, I'm literally like just saying spaghetti ravioli because it's in <laughs> Italian. It's in Italian. <laughs> you know that's that show business baby you know you just gotta keep going <laughs> don't stop <laughs> uh, i remember uh band practice with nick ramirez when i was first learning to play bass and he just looked at me and said dude whatever happens play the no wrong note whatever just don't, don't stop <laughs> exactly just do again stop. do it again the same place right 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 and then and then you know and if anybody calls you out on it no i meant to do that because there are no art uh, accidents in art yeah. <laughs> it's jazz if they man. liked it you meant to do it if they didn't like it well it was just a rough draft oh i thought they just don't get you and your depth i take it back that's that shit i did in lazy universe is jazz and you guys <laughs> just don't get it yeah. there you go nick <laughs> You You're gonna love it. it. Version, that's the choral version of punk rock right there. I was just told recently that if you make a mistake, let's say pick pick out a song that you like and you and for great for music, beginner musicians, if you like a song, try to play it with your ear. 99% of the time you get it wrong. But guess what? That wrong, when you figured it out, may be your next hit song. Oh wow. <laughs> Cool. Well, and also I find making, uh, uh, when you do, when you do make the mistakes or the misstep, um, it only reinforces the lesson. So you don't forget it again. And anytime I made a bad mistake, well, every time I come across that corner or that turn, well, I remember the time I fell into the mud and I try not to do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what Yoda said. But, uh, it's super important to harness your errors though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that also comes from with all of remember. But those turns teachers, become your failures. Those turns become also familiar, even when you find them in different circumstances. So okay. yes, you're right. Same okay. thing. Well, and and Prince was notorious for playing things by ear and then like riffing on them and writing a new song. 
So exactly what Rory was talking about. And, you know. Redirection. Genius. <laughs> That's my, follow the genius. If it's Is good that why you for prints. For prints. <laughs> Is that why you have purple hair today? Are you, are uh, my hair changes color with my mood or whatever color happens to be in the shower when I decide to throw it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's awesome when your haircut matches your comment, you know? Cool. Thank That's you. Awesome. Purple hair, purple hair. Yeah. For everyone listening. Purple hair. Purple hair. <laughs> and Dee Dee's got a nice uh, dark blue. <laughs> Did you just choke your chicken on our Zoom oh, call? She did. Oh, oh choke chicken. Poor chicken. It has like. It has it's not squeaking all the way. Oh, jeez. It's, it's oh. kind of a sad squeak. <laughs> it won't inflate all the way. And here comes the dog. So great. <laughs> so wait, the chicken. The chicken you're pulling is only half hard. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, he's already. It's a semi lip, lip, squishy. Very classic. I think the most isn't the most disturbing part the sex doll mouth. Yeah, a little bit. Don't put a sex doll mouth on a chicken. It's just wrong. Think, it is, think of it as not as a sex doll, but your next glory hole. Nice. <laughs> In your oh, face. Wow. So, well, speaking of all that kind of naughty stuff, we've known you for a while. This is the first time you've ever, we've had the chance of having you on the podcast. I'm actually yes. really excited about this. Uh, we've been friends for a long time and you've ne like, Living out of town, we've never had this opportunity on a Monday night, which is when we record. Shush. Um, that's behind the scenes talk. <laughs> right. Um, so you've never had the opportunity to take my quiz, have you? Uh-oh. Did you study? Did you study? Were you aware that there was a quiz? Yeah, that counts as study. Get a little higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smoke some more pot, drink a little more booze. That's how you study for this quiz. That's what I'm doing right here. Ready? Rick, can I have my music, please? As you wish, Mr. Dowd. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm about to subject two of Pino's best friends to our favorite worst little quiz in the world in which they are going to answer for your amusement and our own... Oh, mockery. Um, all of the questions they don't want to answer. Are you ready to play? Sure. Always. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw the team a curveball, and Rick, question number one comes from you. <laughs> what is the dumbest thing you ever shoplifted? Didi, first. A dildo. Oh, God. <laughs> that is so awesome. Was it a dumb dildo, or was it a great dildo? It was a cheap dildo at, what's that store they had at the mall? Uh, Spencer's? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it almost like a joke like, dildo? It was like a joke dildo, but it was metal, and it was in this plastic, hard plastic case. 
So when I shoved it down my pants and we're running out, you get single. Cluck, 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 cluck. <laughs> <laughs> you were successful. You stole, you made it away with the dildo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's the okay. sound of, of metal dildo on plastic. Yeah. How old were you? 15. 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Okay, Kiwi. Can you uh, beat that? It was a Billy Joe uh, album because I was so nervous I grabbed Joel instead of Jet because I was trying to steal a Joan Jet album. Oh, wow. So you right. stole the wrong oh, album. Oh, I did you, stole the wrong album. Did you get, now was this, is this, this is CD, vinyl, cassette? What was it? It was a cassette. So, and, and just like, and, and was I'm it in? sorry, which, which Billy Joel album? Yeah. Did you Listen, accidentally that's steal? That's really important to your score. You it, was, it was the one, uh, Glass Houses. That was like the one. Oh, that's, that's a good one. See, and that's a good one. But when you want bad reputation. Yes. <laughs> Not the same. Yeah, How no, pissed yeah. were you? Did you just throw it in the garbage when you got outside? Or? Oh, man. I actually listened to it and sort of liked it. Like, I liked a lot of the riffs. Yeah. But I was like, it's, it's not Joan Jett. <laughs> but it's not Joan Jett. Yeah. You can't yeah. go to the park and play that for your friends. No, you can't. No. I mean, no. at least it wasn't. Grandma, you at can, least it wasn't Nylon Curtain or some bullshit like that. Aw, uh, I like pressure on Nylon Curtain. Anyway. Oh, that pressures! That's my favorite Billy Joel song. Dude. That's on Nylon Curtain. Okay, but that, but yeah, that's wait, this is already no, a really close quiz. Nylon Curtain. The, the fuck right it now. isn't. I only have one or two Billy Joel albums, and that's one of them. Uh, I know it? it's on the greatest hits, but it's not the long version of it. And I like the long version of Pressure, whatever album it's off of. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying. Billy Joel's kind of rad. <laughs> I like Billy Joel a lot. I grew up on that show. It made me. Uh, I really liked only the dead, only the good die young. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. So spoke to my like fifteen-year-old who had just stolen that record. <laughs> Does he have any yeah. albums that don't have major hits on them? Billy, uh, probably. Maybe he's probably got a giant. Anything that came oh, out perfect. after he started looking like Anakin Skywalker in Episode Six. Right. <laughs> I was going with six when Luke takes the helmet off and shit. Oh yeah, when he's been burned for many years. <laughs> but okay, shit, this uh, quiz is really on. close so far. Yeah, and that's just the first question. Jesus. Um, Nick. More, more Star Wars references. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with Star Wars, uh, Kiwi, um, and Didi. Um, you have to get a Star Wars tattoo. It can be either be a ship or it could be a character. What do you get? Oh, she probably already has a Star Wars oh, tattoo. I don't have a Star Wars tattoo yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh, right. She doesn't have one. She has three. <laughs> Careful with this one. Go to somebody's back in the mic. I made this She's putting on her helmet. Oh, yeah. her, her, her uh, Kylo, Kylo Ren helmet. Sweet. From from when he rebuilt it. That's uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, it lights up. Nice. That's fucking bad. <laughs> it's all about redemption. 
All right, so you're going with Kylo Ren? I'm going with Kylo. Sweet. All right. Uh, I'd probably get a TIE fighter. Ooh, nice. Just, uh, right on. Good answer. TIE fighter's a pretty awesome-looking vehicle. Yeah. Just a little TIE fighter. Piloted by a douchebag. Right. I will uh, uh, like to ask the patented uh, Cadillac Kim question. If you had to pick two animals that you are going to be a cross between, tell us what animals those are and what the split is, i.e. front, back, top, bottom, left, right, or any combination there, genetic level, you know. Uh, I would be 50-50 cat dragon, because I want to blow some shit up. So like a luck dragon? (laughs) What? Like a luck dragon? I don't remember Falcor having uh, retractable claws, though. That would be awesome. Yeah, breathing fire. And breathing fire. These are two things I want to be able to do. Fire-breathing Falcor. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Right there. Dude, Falcor looks like a dog. Easy to put a cat face on that shit. Right. And retractable claws. (laughs) Pretty badass. All right. I think I'm going to go with the lemur and a panda bear so I can eat whatever the fuck I want and be able to move sideways. Oh, like a panda's head on a lemur's body? Yeah. Okay. And a panda's belly because I'm kind of COVID belly right now. (laughs) (laughs) Those are both very cute Uh, things. Chewy, what is your favorite form of pork? Pork? You took one? I don't think I've got a pork that I haven't liked. Well, pick, pick your favorite. Pork belly. Pork belly, nice. Pork belly. And the flavor, delicious, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just a part, because see, I had a roasted in a box that was buried whole pig. Oh, yeah. That's and great. That's a good answer, too. <laughs> which, which part of the body was was your favorite? Uh, Probably the shoulder, because it had the most... Because uh, it had been like soaked in, in I think some sort of alcohol. I think it was whiskey with brown sugar, and they had flipped it so its feet were up. So that shoulder was just <laughs> marinating in that for in sugar uh, and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. For twelve hours, I believe. Mm. They started it at midnight and they opened it at noon. Yeah. Um, right. Good okay. answer. Pretty solid answers. Oh, yeah. Uh, upon your death, where would you haunt? I think maybe the Warfield in San Francisco. Because then I could watch a shit ton of good music. And I bet there are a bunch of people who played there who haunted as well, so you could hang out so with. That's a damn good answer. With <laughs> another community uh, of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you could hang out with Hendrix and Yannis yeah. Joplin and Kurt Cobain. Like that'd be fucking rad. Yeah. Imagine all the great shows you'd get to see. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I would have to be in a China shop so I can break stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun too. When I was a kid, I was tortured. My parents would say, "If you break anything, you can pay for it." So every time I walk into a, even to this day, 
you were to get me into oh. like like a store that has a lot of glass around, like a William Sonoma or something like that, I literally like freeze up. Oh, dude, dude, dude. I, I've trained my daughter and Bobby, the toddler, will be getting this training too. You keep your damn hands to yourself and you break it, you buy it. Isn't just a sign on the store. It's what I tell you every time we walk in. Right. <laughs> I'm still traumatized. I can't even, if I see glass, I'm at Target. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going down that aisle. Don't go. <laughs> I, I stand a full foot away from all those shelves. I don't yep. get anywhere near that stuff. Nope. <laughs> So that would be my retribution to be able to actually push that shit off the shelf. <laughs> Can't charge a ghost. Pretty much. Um, I want to kind of keep going with a, a food element here, but what's your favorite hangover food, Didi? Favorite hangover food? It's easy. It's a. It started off with Ensure, and now it's um, uh, muscle milk. Wow. So, like, technologically so sufficient. So if you get actually at the end of your night when you're craving your pizza or your Taco Bell, don't do it. Grab a muscle milk or an insurance. A protein bomb. Down it. Down it and you wake up no hangover. Fuck. I could still be an alcoholic if I'd have known that. I actually talked to... That's a hot tip. I actually talked to my friend Lisa from Lisa Fur, right? And we were talking last week and she still drinks insurance to this day. And we had this conversation like 20 years ago. And she, st- she was like happy and sure. She's like, what's that old person thing? I go, insure Lisa. She's like, yeah, I still drink that. That was the best advice ever. So, <laughs> down and insure before you go to sleep and you wake up and you're like, no hangover. Man, you hear a lot of Pedialyte, and, but it turns out insure. So don't go for the kid drink. Go for the old person drink. Yeah, go for the old person drink. I'll do both. Yeah, why Actually, I, Frank, I for years have done a multivitamin and Gatorade. Um, and like bang it, it like replenishes everything that you just made leave you <laughs> man my hangover med was always a shot of whiskey a bong hit and two Advil I don't know what you guys are talking about well no it, when we lived together for me Rick it would be a bong hit with you um, and a plate of french fries rub one out <laughs> and take a nap <laughs> <laughs> that a cure hangover Fuck yeah Uh, But not if you had to go to work That was like a Saturday afternoon Saturday right (laughs) Did we get both answers? It's uh, hash browns and coconut water Damn That sounds good Sounds good right now Really salty (laughs) hash browns But the coconut water Does the same thing that Gatorade Or any of those yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Rick, remember like Saturday, Sunday morning hash browns? Uh, Having to run across the street to Rayleigh's in a blind. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. I have to get potatoes and to come back and then make them. Yes. <laughs> potatoes are the best. And we would fry them and sit in straight butter, maybe a little olive oh, oil. Yeah. <laughs> like half a stick of butter. So bad. <laughs> so bad. A doctor said your cholesterol is a little high. <laughs> It's uh, you know it's funny when you're 27, but not so funny when you're 47. Yeah, a little different. A <laughs> little different. As long as it's not a lot high, fuck it. Right. Right. I keep telling myself. Cholesterol a little high. A little high. <laughs> I'm working on. All right. Rapido Fireiro. Rapido. Rapido. Elvis or the Beatles. Elvis. Elvis. 
Uh, who would win in a fight? Elvis or the Beatles? Elvis would sit on Elvis would shoot them. He shot television. Yes. <laughs> and they didn't have guns. He, he also <laughs> shot ice machines. I'm going to say, uh, we've been asking that question for a long time, and you are the first person to bring up that very relevant point. <laughs> Elvis was always armed. He was armed, and he had- And he thought that they were a bunch of long-haired commies. <laughs> well, he do come from a country with very strong gun laws, even yeah. back then. Right. So- the, Beatles, the, the Beatles loved Elvis, but Elvis didn't exactly love the Beatles. No. He was terrified of them. <laughs> Well, and, I, and it's not that it's not that I don't think the Beatles are amazing, but they I like a little more raunch with my music. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's not rapid. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, Rick and Morty or Ren and Stimpy? Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, old school. Mm-hmm. Rick. Oh, would you rather, um, would you rather uh, fall to your death or drown? Fall. Hmm. Fall. Nice. I have almost drowned. Drowning sucks. Drowning's all painful. Chewy. Uh, would you rather be beat up or be arrested? Aren't they the same thing? <laughs> In many cases. But not this one. Yes, you can say uh, both. That's, that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Both. Both. Uh, <laughs> it's like AIDS or cancer. <laughs> that's both too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are acing the rapid fire. This is awesome. Uh, puke or diarrhea? Definitely puke. Diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampire or werewolf? Vampire. <laughs> Who wins in a fight, a vampire or werewolf? Vampire. <laughs> I think a werewolf might have to win there. No, because the vampire would continue on. Right. The vampire wins because no matter how many times, because they can't die. <laughs> That's the problem. They want to die. They can't. <laughs> So maybe suicidal vampire would lose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, surprised there's not more suicidal vampires. But I like the aspect of eating, so I'm be werewolf. Kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would. Werewolves definitely get oh. get to eat a lot better. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, there's yeah, that whole thing about throwing up the food, and I hate throwing up, but whatever. Still vampire. Still can't vampire. Prettier vampires are prettier. <laughs> Alright, this next is a two-parter. Would you rather be at a house party or a bar? And would you rather play at a house party or a bar? Play. Play. Both. Because I could have fun on stage. Well no, like like which would you rather go to and then which would you rather play at? I'd rather play at a house party. And I'd rather be at a house party. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I would say house parties, you know. But see, this is the thing, just to bring it back to Jub Jubs, because places like Jub Jubs are more like a house party than they are a regular bar. Yeah. yeah. But you come down afterwards, you hang out before, you hang out after. 
it's like being center stage, being on stage, but then you hang out afterwards. Right. I mean, there's too many bands. I mean, being from LA, one thing I always hate about the LA scene is people show up like a diva, leave after their set. I hate that. I like hanging out, like getting there at the beginning. Just punching the clock. Yep. Getting, hanging out with everybody, supporting everybody. That's one thing you will find. Yeah. Ned will be there at the beginning and will be there at the end. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. Yep. Because it's all about the community. It's not about yep. the year. That's what part of why Reno's always loved you guys. Because wherever you've played, you've done that. You you come to play a show, you're there for the night to like be a part of the show and the, the event and the community. It's about it's about hanging out with everybody and getting to see everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about, you know, just play and look at me and that's it. That's that's no fun. When I was a promoter, you would you I would always be like, you get paid after the show, you know? Unless they were like a touring band that was all, we have to get on the road for the next show. Can we have our money? But other than that, it'd be like, you see me after the show for the money. You know, stay, you have to stay and watch the show. And But if you played at a bar that had a bar next door and the band would go next door instead of watching the band that they just played with, <laughs> oh, we hated those fuckers. We were like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. You, you suck. <laughs> Go back yeah. to Vegas. Gentlemen, should we let Rick ask the question? Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to go take a shit right now. I'll be- <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the horrific question that always ends the quiz because it's so awful that I thought of. Would you rather have a person of your choosing shit in your mouth or punch out a three-year-old? I'd punch a three-year-old. Punch a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Aced. Good for you. Excellent. <laughs> it didn't even take me half a second. <laughs> no. I'm like, what are you talking even a, three, even a three-year-old will get over getting punched. But they wouldn't even yeah, remember I it. I mean, and you guys, you both had a quick comeback with that. So my follow-up <laughs> is, you're being led to a gas chamber by a comedian in a clown suit. Who is that comedian? And there is a correct answer. You get better points for how close you come to it. Margaret Show. Ooh, that's nice. I was gonna say, what's his name? Hmm? What's what's the guy who they everybody banned? CK. That's his name. Louis CK. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm. Uh, uh, the correct answer is Jerry Lewis, and uh, closest without going over is gonna have to be Margaret Cho. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Cho would just find every possible way to make it funny. She would be great. I, I think Margaret and Jerry would get along very well if they, like if he wasn't such an old asshole. Right. Um, <laughs> he doesn't deserve Margaret Cho. Right. <laughs> He's still alive? Jerry Lewis, is he really? Is he? Oh, no. They, well, he has passed. Uh, yes, but we're still waiting for the release of the film. Yeah. 50 years after he's dead. We're all going to be dead before it comes out. That sucks. This question is a really dumb, oblique reference to the day the clown cried. Um, We've discussed it on previous podcasts. I won't waste any more time tonight. Right. I'm going to tabulate the scores. Um, And yes, it's amazing. Um, It was a very tight race. Um, Sexually. But Kivy, I'm gonna have to give the win to you. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Recount, recount. 
Oh, uh, we will. You know what? Uh, I will absolutely recount the scores. We don't have time tonight to release them, but I'm sure I will give a retraction on a future episode. Please tune in in the future next week. I I will totally correct that next season. Another song. And then I have some. I have some news for you guys. Honestly, yeah. Do you want poppy fun or? Metal Dark. Metal Dark. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, Rory's right. Okay, so Metal Dark. All right. No. Metal Dark. What happened? What happened? Our buddy, 
from Hollywood. Kevin Smith gave us some props. Kevin um, fucking Smith. Kevin fucking huh? Smith. Clerks. Rick. Yeah, the guy who directed Clerks. Uh, my friend, one of my friends hit me up. He's all, hey, uh, that's really cool, Kevin James. Man, that's fucking awesome. Which <laughs> 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 is pretty funny if you've seen Jane Silent Bob reboot. That's pretty funny. I don't think he had. I think he's just made a mistake. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but uh, it just kind of over the moon about it. Uh, if you guys haven't heard out there in the audience here, Rick, could you play that for them? Yeah, here's the Kevin Smith message. Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith. I just want to say congratulations to the worst little podcast in the world, man, on their 10th year. 10! 10 years. You ever do anything 10 years in a row? These cats did. Rory, Rick, Kim, Nick, Chewy, and Ian. Excellent. And from one podcaster to another, way to go, man. Those are impressive, impressive numbers. Record book numbers. Doing something for 10 years, doing your show 10 years. Most people record a few episodes, drop out the game. 10 years, man, for the worst little podcast in the world with the best little title in all of podcasting, man. Lots of love from uh, Podfather himself, Kevin Smith. Damn! The only awesome. the only thing that upsets Booyah. me. It's a proud moment. I it is, but but it's it's happening now. Like we do these amazing shows with full bands in the studio. Everything sounds phenomenal. It's such high quality for all these years. And then and then during the during the COVID time when we're doing all the shows on Zoom is when we get noticed by Kevin Smith. <laughs> God damn it! That's how that's how good we are. So, but listen to our back catalog. It's much. It's amazing. Man, we've done some really awesome stuff. I'm proud Fuck. of you guys. Well, and wouldn't it have been great to have Kittenhead like live here? That would have been so unbelievable. Yeah, well, we would have fucking shit ourselves. Have, let's make it happen sometime. Yeah, happen. one of these days. Yeah. You guys got to come to Reno for a show and stay over a Monday. Okay, we'll have a big barbecue party at somebody's house. Reno's Love awesome it. on Monday. Like that huge pig upside down in the. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can bury it in my crawl space. Yes. That's right. My my wife will call the power company tomorrow to find out where in our backyard we can dig that shit. Because she's been actually bugging me to do that anyway. Wow. <laughs> You're stopping her from doing that? Shit, let her do that. Yes. No, <coughs> no, it's just I I'm lazy and I don't want to dig that fucking hole. Oh right. Well, you have a teenager. <laughs> or your friends are coming over to eat the food. Yeah. Like me. Yeah, I you want pig? Out. Come dig a hole. I'm How not scared of shovel. It does not be like yeah. six feet, right? It just has to be like three feet, right? Two feet? Two feet. The problem Two is feet. it's harder to dig down than it is to dig across, so it behooves you to dig across a little. Dude, yeah. like Rick, remember when Mike tried to bury <laughs> the refrigerator in the backyard? This is a great. And the only thing that <laughs> stopped him was not that it was in a bad idea, because to his idea, it's waterproof, uh, and he's going to make a pond out of it and lay it on its back. No, the only thing that stopped him is that it was too hard, about four or five inches down. <laughs> And he didn't want to dig any is, further. So by the time we came back to town, Mike had built a patio out of the giant hole he had tried to dig in the backyard. <laughs> this was so awesome. And it was it was an old broken refrigerator, and it would have made a great pond. This is a good story of like a friend um, who was at the time doing a little bit of meth. 
And meth will make you do something like try to make a pond out of a refrigerator on its back. The shell out of the refrigerator. He was just going to bury the damn refrigerator and freezer and make a bi level pond out of it. Fill it with water. It would have been I mean, you guys, that's not it's not crazy. You put rocks around the edge of it, maybe some black stuff in the bottom, or it'll get all like okay. like. Um, Rick, we were out of town for looking. less than seventy-two hours, and that's what he did. <laughs> Mosquitoes would love that. Right. Can you put like oh, Mentos, put Mentos in like a Coke bottle while it's in the waters in there, oh. so you have like a effect. Bam! It's, it's like, like fountain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but only for and a few moments. Like, it's not like when he's done project, he's actually gonna. You know, finish this, complete it, get it, <laughs> use the pond for anything. He's going to go proj on something else, man. Well, however, <laughs> he did completely strip his car of paint and repaint it in our garage. In our garage. Without I still- any use of ventilation or covering over any of the other items <laughs> no. in the garage. I still own things to this day yes. that has the paint fucking freckles. I have a ton of stuff with blue paint on it. And I'm like, and every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I miss Mike. And it's two layers. One's the paint of his old shitty car, and the other is the new textured paint that he put on his car. Yes. And it was a, it was a Ford Fiesta, right? Oh, yeah, man. Fucking that's awesome. like in January and February with no windows open in the garage either. <laughs> this man was a brilliant problem solver. There was nothing he couldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> it just like, sometimes it took a turn. It could have accidentally blown your house up in that situation. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a fumes in the garage and probably a flame or two sparking up. At- oh man, mm-hmm. if he ever had decided to like cook meth, we would have been, had so much money. Thank he introduced me to the concept of mounting computer screens and televisions in your kitchen. Oh yeah, uh, it's a fantastic but just, idea. Like, just a, to this day, like when I do something, it's because I remember living with Mike and being like, "What about this?" And he'd be like, "Well, let's just fucking build that. Let's just tear into the wall. Let's just rip a hole in this. Let's just." He just did, didn't let he didn't let nothing stop him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Mike was a best. Mike was awesome. One of the greatest roommates we ever had. Yes. I, I've ever had. But yeah. Sounds like a cool dude. <laughs> and, for, and you know, for living with somebody who and he was, was a nice but He also had a really brilliant day job, made a lot of money. And if you ever were a broke dick like me and Rick were all the time, he totally always had money to lend you. And yeah, pay me back when you can. Oh, and not, no, I mean, not really just that. Just nice and kind and wonderful. Oh, yeah. Amazing person. And not just that, but always a gallon of pop-off vodka on top of the fridge. So when, as alcoholics, <laughs> when we ran out of whiskey, you knew you could always go to that well. It would always well, be there. We, we can always make screwdrivers. Right, right. Yeah, Shot switch it up. Pop-off. Some good stuff. Uh, any rate, any rate. Anyway. Well, you know, five bucks, so. It's fucking great. Yeah. Mike, Mike is one of the unofficial founders of Dogwater Studios. He really is. <laughs> no, he, he gave me that, 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 I got that from him, that, that, like, uh, do what you can with what you got where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm, MacGyver. Fuck yeah. Yeah, oh, for real, dude, we lived with a real life MacGyver. A real life MacGyver, <laughs> absolutely. On speed. Uh, that's a good, good roommate. Oh, right. On speed. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did eventually quit the speed. He did get off of it eventually. Yeah. But there was a yeah, yeah, yeah. there's many years that he was on speed. We didn't know, but I should have guessed when he was painting his car. I'm just like driver on speed. 
no mohawk, maybe like shaved head instead of the like mullet that MacGyver had and no, not jeans. He would be what tank tops. Probably wasn't overweight. I'm you're you're really, you're really close. I saw him in tank tops many times. In. Yeah, <laughs> and although he did wear jeans, but the, and then in the early days, because I knew him when he was a teenager, um, he had one of those like leather jackets covered in spikes. Oh, of course, yes, yes, so. yeah, I can totally see him. No matter what time of day, as a drunk, I would knock on his door. He would always answer it at home, uh, a wife beater in either slacks or sweats, and he was always kind of sweaty, and it smelled funny, and. No, that wasn't B.O. Should have really. Re- no, that was meth. I should have recognized that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. But he made a shit ton of money and we were broke. No, yeah. he held it together. <laughs> you know, some people yeah. can like, you know, like a functional alcoholic. He was a functional, like whatever he did. It worked okay. out. Okay. But uh, uh, not. Yeah. Any rate, this is a weird little dog water hole. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. We traveled down. So we're all about. Yeah, talking out of her ass. Yeah. Aye. Um, so pretend ten, energy, ye- ten years, Rory Dow. The only thing I've done for ten fucking years <laughs> is be friends with you asshole. <laughs> which has been the highlight of the decade. Yeah. Okay. I w- it's been great. It's been a and great this decade for show me until is the just end here. a byproduct of us being really stupid on the internet for largely free and uh evolving as human beings and um not a bad way to kill some fucking time with all our wonderful guests like kittenhead to be on our show everybody's been on for 10 years oh dude and and really i am truly excited to have y'all on here like we've been friends for so long you've been big supporters of the podcast and of mary anarchy so it's great to finally have you here Thank you, guys. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations on 10 years. I mean, that is a big feat. Anything past a year is a big feat. Yeah. I've never had a band last 10 years. How many podcasts have come and gone in the last 10 years? Dude, we we have a live improv band that has a show every week that gets at least a few dozen people listening. Um, I've, I've run open mics for for less time for fewer audiences i mean or the same amount of time for fewer audience like. and most important we have 10 solid years of archiving everything that's been going on in the reno music scene definitely oh so yeah and if you're ever interested in listening to it it is all available on the website uh worstlittlepodcast.com check yeah. it out there's like, a search bar. That old, that old, old Buster First Blue season man. sucks. Don't listen to it. Just kind of skip ahead unless you're really dedicated. <laughs> it's like that with every so podcast. Man. All my favorite podcasts, when I get back to their first year and their first 50 shows, just blow. And definitely, uh, our humor was quite shock jockey and ribble. Oh, so, God. Uh, time and a we've, place, folks. We've time said some terrible things, and I'm sorry. So it's 10 years of a show, life evolves. Things right. even, in the, even in the early years, though, we had great guests and great music on our show. Every week. Yeah. The very beginning. Well, huh? I just, I love you guys, and yeah. um, that's really cool. 
in lieu of our third win at the Reno News Review, we got Kevin Smith. Fuck yeah. And we got more music from Kittenhead, right, Rick? Uh, yes, we do. So are we going to close this out and remind everybody to give Jub some love? So it's on uh, Facebook, right? That you can go to the YouTube? That's the, the, the event page is on Facebook, on Jub Jub's Facebook page. Jub Jub's Facebook page. And then cool. there's a link on the Worst Little Podcast. So so the, what's the last song uh, we're going to hear from Kittenhead? Okay. Confusion. When I wrote the song into the band, this is the funniest part about this song. When I wrote this song, I, I'm like playing this like ballad. It sounds really pretty, right? It's slow. And the first thing I tell them, I said, it's not a ballad. And they're like, what? I go, it sounds like it, but it's not. And this is, you know, before I'm sitting there working with like GarageBand and, and different types of, uh, you know, we just send voice memos to each other. They're like, so they're playing it really slow. I'm like, no, no, no. So I had to like literally get out and like find drums. The drums go like this, and the bass kind of goes like this, and uh, so everybody was confused in the band of how it should sound. And so Kivy, of course, writes lyrics being confused about how the song was supposed to be, and then <laughs> and then some of our conversations I found out were actually in the lyrics, kind of hidden. And I'm like, oh my god, did she just poke at me about this? And then, for example, the lyric, there's one lyric, uh, I forgot, somebody writing, writing about a love song. I'm like, no, it's not a ballad. And so she left that in there. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, there's nothing, it, the whole song was written on how, how was my inability to communicate what I wanted from the band. So in the, in the name of the song, <laughs> Confusion. Cool. I kind of twisted it so that if you don't know the backstory, you'll think it is a love song, but it's about not really being able to communicate. Fucking rad. So we'll go out on that. Listen, you guys, tune in to uh, Mary Anarchy Friday at 6 p.m. the 23rd and Saturday, 6 p.m. the 24th. We got a cool show for you. Friday's headliner is going to be Kittenhead, who is playing the song next. So... Enjoy that. With that, life is short. We love you. Good night, ladies. Night. Night. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass.
suckered you two caught right in the very act. Isn't that a pretty sight? Dogwater Studios. You disgusting hippie pig. Is anyone following this?